You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Teen Mom. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Teen Mom news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's After Buzz TV for Teen Mom. What's up, everyone? I'm Jackie Moran, and I am so sad we don't have our lead host, Mari Fagel, with us for the true finale of Teen Mom. But don't worry, Team JJ is in the house. I have DJ Jesse Janity joining me. For the true finale, it's really, really over of this season of Teen Mom. What's up, Jesse? What up, Jackie? I think it's hilarious that this season here at AfterBuzz started with Teen Mom with with Pete. Well, actually, it was Ed started uh, helped Mari and Isabella, and Ed got dragged into Teen Mom, and he ended up loving it. And then all of a sudden, everyone left us, and we got pulled into it, and now we love Teen Mom. I know. We are like the last two standing, but that's okay because I am just seriously wowed by this show. I, I think that's how I have to put it. Um, I don't know if it's something, it's almost like a torturous love for this show. I'm, I'm just so mesmerized by it. And uh, watching this finale, the true finale, part two of the reunion, um, it's just... It's crazy. I think I can uh, quote a tweet from Haley Danner. Uh, Haley D. Loves You said, T-Mom is so sad. And I think there were happy moments and sad moments, but overall it's just it's very, very touching to watch what these kids are going through, and I think that's why it's such a big show. And hopefully Dr. Drew is helping them make an example of – you know, what their lives are like. But uh, there's so much to get into, specifically about Caitlin and Macy this week. But I bet you have some news to share first, Jesse, before we get into it. I do. I'm so excited because this weekend I'm actually going to be, well, not just me, but AfterBuzz TV will actually be at Universal Studios City Walk out here in L.A. So if you're in the area, make sure you come by, check us out. We're going to be at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Um, and basically, we're going to be watching the season finale of Breaking Bad. And right after, we're going to go up with a, a very, very, very special after show hosted by Maria Menounis with the cast and crew of Breaking Bad. Are you kidding me? AMC's Are working, you kidding me? Like, AMC's working with us. I'm not even a, a Breaking Bad fan. Um not to say that it's not a great show. I haven't actually been had the time to get into it because I'm watching so much freaking reality TV over here. Um, <laughs> Up in here? Yes, and like I know that it's such a great show. I want to get into it and watch it all. But I'm so excited for this. It, I, the fact that, I, I mean, I kind of have an idea of what's been going on, but I just want to 
the production value. We're going to have producers, uh, showrunners, everybody who... If, if you're just into television, movies, want to know how things work, like, this is what you need to be at this. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. There's food, drinks. All of your favorite AfterBuzz hosts are going to be there. Even if you don't like Breaking Bad, it's just going to be fun. Then I think we're even going to be doing a Boardwalk Empire edition right after. So, two shows for the price of one. It's just a damn good time. I mean... Why why wouldn't you be there? And you can actually get tickets in advance because this is really, like, huge. Um, at the John Lovitz Comedy Club.com. And that's John, J-O-N, the John Lovitz Comedy Club.com. Or check us out on Facebook.com backslash TV for more information. So, yes, I'm so excited. That's where I'm going to be this Sunday. Show starts at 7, but there's, like, some Halloween thing going on at Universal, so make sure you're there by, like, 6, 6.30 so you can see the red carpet, see the stars, and take pictures and all that, all that jazz. Oh, my God. I am so excited, guys. If you have to get on there and get your tickets, JohnLovitzComedyClub.com, because I am in New York, and I'm ready to get on a plane just to come be at that event with Maria Menounos and the whole cast and crew of Breaking Bad. I mean, that's like, that's insane. That is so exciting. And I, I hope to see you there, Jesse. I'm still trying to figure out if I can, if I can get myself there from New York. But if you're in that area, guys, you have to go check it out. Check out the red carpet and all the fun cast and crew live. So. And, and the best thing about it is if this goes well, we'll be able to host all of our after shows, our finale shows from this place. With a live studio audience. I mean, can you imagine, like, the shows we do? We do uh, Teen Mom, Red uh, Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills, America's, America's Next, Next Top, Top Model. Model. Can you imagine a finale with those types of shows? The audience God, would be guys, crazy. I have so many Top Model contestants and producers and all that that may be able to join us should we get that going. So We could fill up the, the audience with all the girls you know. That's right. <laughs> So that's just the start. This is just the start, the launch of uh, some great After Buzz TV shows at the JohnLovitzComedyClub.com. So be there, or John Lovitz Comedy Club. Be there for the first one, guys. So exciting. So what else was exciting, Jesse, was this Teen Mom Reunion Part 2, because I think we were all waiting for that Macy Ryan-Kyle triangle to come about. Um, but we have plenty to get to before we get to that. We have Amber. Let's just quickly touch upon her because we left off with her last week, closing the reunion part one, walking off the stage, so upset, in tears, heaving, crying over her mom talking about her uh, sibling that died of SIDS, which actually Dr. Drew pointed out it's the number one cause of infant death, and he was trying to make it clear it's nobody's fault. Uh, very common, but very sad. And Amber, to me, what it looked like, and Dr. Drew mentioned, is that she never grieved this. And so to bring it up on national television like this, she it literally overwhelmed her. She couldn't handle it. Um, but she did do very well. They probably took quite a break before she came back on the stage, very composed. And, you know, they got into basically their relationship, her, her mom and Amber. 
Um, basically, her mom saying she wishes she could open up more. And, you know, Amber basically said some advice for teens. She knows how awkward it is. It's embarrassing a situation like this. A lot of teens lie about it. And I guess the message there is to be more comfortable to talk about it with your parents. Um, what do you think of Amber and her mom's relationship, Jesse? Yeah, it seemed almost kind of really typical. I mean, everything she said, you know, people hate on Amber so much. And it's just like, do you hate your own daughter? Would you hate your own daughter? Like, I mean, she's going through a lot. She's and she's not dealing with it. Um, clearly, there's a huge communication gap, as we saw with everybody who was on the show. The like the theme is communication gap. <laughs> um, yep. You know, it's really important. I know things are awkward, um, especially nowadays with sex being so pumped into our kids' system. It's like it may seem awkward. You may be from a different time where you don't talk about that. But this is a new time, and if you don't talk about it and you don't change, your kids are going to be changing with the generation. And it's embarrassing. It's scary. These kids can talk so openly about sex to their peers. It's, you know, I, I don't know about you, Jackie, but growing up, I didn't talk about it like that. It was very, I, I, I grew up in a ch- in church. I grew up with my, my parents, and they were very, like, um, they kind of sheltered me from it. And I, you know, I was I was a good little boy and I followed them, <laughs> you know. So I understand where Amber's coming from saying it's embarrassing, you know. I don't want to talk about it with them. But at the same time, the difference is I personally knew the importance of safe sex, the importance of not having sex. I understood those things. And I think that it's really important for parents to get past the awkwardness. It's awkward. And, you know, I don't remember if it was Team Mom, but MTV used to do something where they would force kids and their parents to talk about sex. And it was a great show. It was really awkward. It probably got pulled off because someone complained about it. But, you know, it there's so much sex talking out there. It's like, well, let's put the warning label out there. And, you know, Amber admitted to that. And I thought that was great that she admitted she was just a normal girl and, you know, didn't know how to communicate. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a hard thing, right, you know, for kids that age. And they are kids in my, you know, I think we're kids still at that point. And, you know, parents, you get a whole mix of different kinds of parents. There's parents who are too forward about it, and that could even rub off on kids the wrong way. There are parents that just, shun it they don't even talk about it you know which doesn't help anybody I definitely think you're right Jesse communication is the key I mean I wish there were more things out there um not at this stage but you're right something to sort of prevent things like this from happening like a pre-show like a like you said that was taken off the air but Kids and parents, it's just like you'd think adults would learn how to communicate, but it just doesn't happen. And it's definitely showing on Amber. I mean, hopefully girls will learn from it and try and talk with their parents. But some parents just don't invite it, and it's really sad. And a lot of parents just don't know how to talk about it. So definitely a tough situation. But, you know, Amber definitely has a lot going on, and we even have some news and gossip about her 
Um, seems like things continue with Amber. Uh, trouble. Amber's trouble. And I don't blame her. I'm not blaming her, but this girl is definitely a mess. And I said this with the suicide attempt that we discussed last week. I believe it was last week, Jesse. This girl is crying out for help left and right. And whether it's that mom on that stage or somebody, Dr. Drew, maybe he shouldn't leave them at the reunion. Maybe he should follow up with these girls because this girl, Amber, is a mess. And we're going to talk about her in News and Gossip. But she's just a mess, Jesse. But what do you think? How can, how can we help her? Like, what do you think it is that she needs? I mean, is it constant attention? Is it is it almost like taking away all of her responsibilities, like not letting her live alone? Is it that until she heals herself and gets through and makes sure? Maybe she does. Maybe she needs, I mean, she's older now, so she's not going to think about it. But maybe she needs that parental figure to come in her life and say, you know what, this is what you're doing. This is what you're going to do today. I think she needs that, those boundaries. Because it's almost like, I'm going to bring my puppy dog situation up again, but it's almost like you get a puppy, and if you don't train that puppy, they're going to think that they can do whatever they want. And it's not their fault, because they don't know. And it, it's it's the parent's job to guide that that, do- that puppy and to guide your child. I mean, and she clearly hasn't been guided, and <clears throat> I, 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 I don't. I think I, it scares me because I don't want it to be too late for her. Because I kind of feel like she has the syndrome. I know what I'm doing, and I've had to do this for how long by myself. I get that you have, and I'm proud that you've done it by yourself. But you need help. You need yep, help. She needs help. That's the bottom line. Jesse, we're hosting too many shows together because you're you're saying what I'm thinking as I'm thinking it. I mean, is it too late is what crossed my mind. Jackie, and I read I like your notes. I read your <laughs> notes and I was like, oh, my God, why did I even take any? I was like, we wrote literally the same exact thing. It's so funny. But I think that's because it comes across very clear, especially for Amber. She needs help. I don't think it's – I was – immediately thought is it too late for somebody like her is she already too much of a mess but you know what i've seen people we've seen stories of people coming back from so much worse and she's still so young i think you're ne- it's never too late to turn your life around and she really needs she does need a rude awakening she like a really rude awakening something that sticks there sticks with her um and i don't know what it's going to be but she definitely needs something to really shake her up and something to keep her in line on a constant basis. It's not just like one day in jail. It's something, a, a life pattern that really needs to to take place for her. And I just hope that she figures that out or somebody steps in and figures it out to help her. Because it's really, it really is so sad to quote Haley Danner, uh, Haley D loves you on Twitter, it is. Sometimes teen mom just I sit back and it makes me so sad for these kids. And I'm calling them kids. I'm not much older than them. But to me, they seem like kids, having kids. It's, it's crazy to me. Um, but you know who seems pretty grown up to me, Jesse? Love and them. really in the best place they can be for their lives is Caitlin especially, but Caitlin and Tyler. Caitlin more so than Tyler for sure. 
But I really love Caitlin. I think she is so clear right now about what she's been through, what her goals are. She's coming from the family that she does. We've seen her mom. We've seen, not that it's her dad, but we've seen the whole Butch thing, and that's Tyler's dad. But seeing what they come from and seeing where Caitlin's at graduating um, going on to either help girls in this situation or, you know, be a teacher, having those goals alone just and actually following through with them, she's just really got her head on, on the right track, I think. And Tyler, I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's as together and mature. Caitlin's very mature at this point, I think, whereas Tyler – Typical for a guy, as Dr. Drew says, hey, you're not crazy. Um, Caitlin was calling his thoughts crazy that he's, what, barely a, above being a teenager and he's thinking, what am I going to feel like when I'm 60? That's not crazy. He's so young to be with one woman. Um, as, sad as, it, as sad as it would make me to say it, Jesse, I think he does need to experience other women. Um, and I think at some point in his life he will follow through on that, sad as that makes me for Caitlin, um, but he's just not fully there. I think Caitlin's very evolved. She's been through a lot. She's got her weight on track. She's working on that. Um, she tweeted she lost 12 pounds on Weight Watchers, so uh, Caitlin's definitely ahead of the curve. Best example on the show, I think, and Tyler is a little behind. What do you think, Jesse? I love I, I love Tyler. I love them both. I think that they're both great. I hope that they are together forever. Um, but Caitlin, yes. When it comes to herself, she's pretty put together. She has really serious jealousy issues, um, a lot of insecurities, which I think even if she loses that weight, She'll still have them. Um, I think that's something that she needs to talk to somebody alone about. Um, Tyler. I, honestly, I, I kind of feel like Tyler is above. Is uh, uh, ahead of the game in the sense of. The only real issue with Tyler. Is that he's worried about wanting to experience other people. Now, the immaturity in that is the fact that all love really is is finding a best friend, finding a soulmate who you can sit and say, you know what, I could see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And I think he can see them doing that for the rest of his life. But there's so much temptation, there's so much going out there that I think he's, you know, rethinking that thought, which, like Dr. Ju said, that's totally normal, and that's something Caitlin has to deal with, not Tyler. Um, I think Tyler does have to deal with it eventually because you can't keep using that as an excuse. And when you guys do get older and you do make a commitment, that's when it's like, well, now you're in it. Now there's no wanting to make these comments that hurt Caitlin and things like that. But right now, in the place where they're at, To me, Caitlyn is 
I, I love her, but I think she can be a little controlling. And I think she's a little controlling in the fact that she thinks that what she does is best for both of them. And that would be fine if they had a child, but they don't have a child. And like I said a couple weeks back, I think if she really wants it to work with Tyler, she needs to not be as affected. And if he slips up, let him slip up now. And real because I think Tyler is the type of person who will realize his mistake and say, you know what? This wasn't any different. This didn't make me feel special. Caitlin does. And I think he already realizes that. I think he's just saying thoughts. And I think he said that last night. You know, I'm just saying it because I want to be honest. I want to be truthful. I want to tell you what I'm feeling. And I appreciate that he said that last night. Um, Because, come on, I mean, I understand girls are a little more attached than guys are when it comes to relationships. But come on, Caitlin. Don't tell me that you've never thought, like, wait, is this really going to be the love of my life for the rest of my life? Now, I understand you're worried about your body and feel like maybe you couldn't go out and get a guy. But when you do get a good body and you are back in shape and Tyler does something that aggravates you or whatnot, you're not going to have that thought. Now, are you going to share that thought? Because Tyler shared that thought. He didn't react off of it. He just shared the thought. So, you know, with that... I thought it was really good that Dr. Drew said that that was normal. He's not crazy. Um, And I just love them as a couple. Like, even when, you know, Caitlin said, I get jealous. And, you know, Ryan was, uh, I mean, not Ryan, uh, Tyler was off to the side going, yeah, very jealous. And she looked at him like, what did you say? And he, like, patted her on the back. I thought they were so cute. Like, you just want them to work. And I would be devastated if they didn't. Their the back and forthness between them, as weird as Butch and the mother are, it's just like, you know what? God planted you guys in the right place. And it's crazy, but the, I feel like out of all the parents, they're the only ones who should have kept the baby. <laughs> the way that they react with each other. I totally agree with you on that, Jesse. But you know what? Maybe they're in the place they are because they didn't. That's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe they wouldn't be that way had they made a different decision. And I want to just touch on what you said because I actually want to correct myself. I I do agree with you. When I said I'm really happy with the place that Caitlin's in, I actually agree with you. I'm independently of Tyler. I I just meant in a personal place as far as her life. But I see what you're saying about the controlling thing with Tyler and the way she makes decisions. And I love Tyler too. I'm not talking against Tyler as a person. There's just something so endearing about both of them and him specifically. But what I'm saying is I think Caitlin, the reason she's so crazy, the reason she's so controlling is because she senses something in Tyler that he's not fully there yet. And that's what I was saying. And you can't blame him because he's so young. He's a guy. I think he loves her to a point, but they're, lives are also this small pinhole of this huge world and a show like this bringing them to wherever they filmed whether it was LA or New York I'm sure I think it was LA right Jesse um even that just these eye-opening experiences just a guy his age I feel like he doesn't want to feel these things because he cares about her but just he's having those natural experiences urges (laughs) not urges but you know what I mean he's having those natural feelings 
to want to experience things. And I think Caitlin's sensing that. And that's why she comes off as insecure and controlling. I think he can't probably help it. She can't help it. I want them to work so bad, but I do think they're going to have to go through some stuff to really know if they're for life together. But boy, do they help each other through a really tough life. And I love that about them. I mean, these kids have a tough life and don't have good examples. They seem like the parents, like, let's move on to Caitlin with her mom on the stage. Am I the only one that feels like Caitlin is the mom sitting there? Like, she's like, okay, come here, give me a hug. I I feel like she's the one that's more having the mom role than the actual mom. Um, The mom is apologizing, saying she doesn't know how to express her emotions. Um, Therapies helping them, saying they're 100% better. But who is really going through the therapy? I really think the mom had a lot of growing up to do. And because of a mom like that, Carly would be more grown up and independent. Um, but the, And you look at Butch, it's all just so sad. And I feel like Caitlin is, the, is more of the adult than the mom. I totally agree. I think Caitlin, out of all the girls, I think Caitlin is the most motherly when you look at it. But even with this uh, relationship, you know, you see April admits, like, she had a lot of getting over things. She had to get over a lot of things. She had to fill a void, and she was filling that void with substance abuse, um, you know, without <clears throat> um, Butch around. And Kate, the, the fact that Caitlin, it's funny because the thing with Caitlin and Tyler when it comes to their parents, Caitlin and Tyler have such old souls for such a young for such young kids. And I think that's why we want them to work. That's why, you know, we feel like they are going to work. They, um, they've been through so much and it's just like, they look like they've been through the hell and back and are just happy with where they are and the simple things in life. You know, even for the comment to say, you know, Caitlin said, learn about sex. And then Tyler said, stop being selfish, you know, um, April's mom, the fact that Caitlin had to bring April's mom to therapy and, you know, yeah. I, but the fact that she de- uh, did deal with the grief, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's going in the right direction. Um, I like that she's involved with the two of them because I think they need that that love, that void. Just like Tyler said, his mom fills a void. I think that that's what... April will do for both of them, even seeing as Butch is back in uh, jail, you know. So I think it's all heading in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, their old souls totally agree with you, Jesse, and I love their messages, very mature statements. And I, I just think it's funny to see two people that seem like really old, mature souls and very evolved for their age And then we move on to Macy, Ryan, and Kyle, who Macy's saying she's in mommy mode. She's so mature. She feels like she's 30. Sorry, when you look at someone like Caitlin compared to someone like Macy, Macy is not as mature as she thinks she is. And let's talk about this little triangle because I think they're the most intriguing uh, group possibly out of the bunch um, because I just think – it's so funny that Macy 
is somebody who professes to be so mature and evolved in all this, but is she really? I mean, I don't think so. I think she still has, we've said this before, we sense that sexual te- sexual tension with her and Ryan. She's sitting there with Kyle, trying to get him to, like, have another kid, um, which would just be a whole other mistake all over again. And talk about a mistake. I didn't even realize, um, you know, I'm so intrigued by the show, I didn't even realize how quickly she got pregnant with Ryan. Um, such an easy time. mistake. Did you know that? Yeah. They, like just, from just, their first time? Yeah, crazy. And I, I, I don't know if, it, if this is right, but I believe she lost her virginity to him. Yeah. It was like, the, and, talk about a fertile girl. Um, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, did you sense the sexual tension last night? And not only that. Part of me thinks that she wants this second child with Kyle to kind of see if, like, she'll be as attached to Kyle as she was is to Ryan. I don't know. Hmm, that's a thought. good call. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, but when you hear her say, so matter-of-factly, like, oh, well, if Kyle's not in my life, then I wouldn't keep him in Bentley's life, you know? Right. Like, she was talking about Kyle like he's like a a puzzle piece for her, and if he doesn't fit to what she wants, she could so easily get rid of him. Which makes me real like really sit back and think: What is she really looking at Kyle for? Does she really care about him, or is he just somebody sort of filling this void? Um, be, you know, maybe a Ryan void. Maybe she wants to be with Ryan, but they seem to not be able to work it out. Maybe that's why they're fighting so much. Um, But when I hear her say things like that, and then when I hear her say that she cares so much about Ryan and has seen him excel and that she wants him to be happy, you know, I'm definitely leaning towards that thought where maybe she does, you know, care about more about Ryan than Kyle. Absolutely. I mean, all last night, that's what I kept saying. And, you know, looking at them on the couch, it's like, how awkward for Kyle to be sitting there. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been in a relationship before where I've met an ex. And I, as soon as I met the ex, I realized, you know what? This isn't right. This isn't right for me because we don't have what that is. And... We should have. We should already be heading yeah, in that direction. Yeah, I mean, direction. there's definitely like a sense of Kyle's kind of like, uh, <laughs> and you know what? Adults at the age of say Kelsey and Camille Grammer can't even handle situations like this. We talked about this on our show yesterday, where the new wife had to be present in the courtroom because of probably jealousy issues or whatnot. These are younger people who don't have it all together at all, um, trying to sort of figure this triangle out and Kyle to me I I think he's really good with Bentley and I think he's really a good guy but he seems more detached than I expected and I think Macy doesn't show like the love that I would expect her to show if she really loved Kyle right like you would have thought like maybe they would have been holding hands or sitting closer together she was sitting closer together to Ryan, and it was just like, I, I, I think that she's such a glass wall that you can see so through her 
in her emotions that she doesn't realize it. And it's just like, you know, she says she wants to be with Kyle. She wants to make Kyle happy. But in the end, it's like more about, you know, wanting to co-parent with Ryan, wanting it to work out with Ryan. Thought it was interesting that she kept saying 16 years left um, co-parenting. And Ryan was the one to say, you know, she says 16 years, but it's going to be forever. You know? Right. And I think it's like, I really think in the end, these two are going to end up with each other. It's just inevitable. They fight. They argue. But they're going to do that for the rest of their lives. And who else is going to want to deal with that? And then it's going to come to the point of realizing that you're fighting and arguing because you guys really care about each other and need to get on the same page. Now, for both of them to say that all they want is the other one to be happy, they didn't even bring up Bentley. They just wanted the other person to be happy. That's love. You know, so I I don't know. I and then, you know, poor Kyle, but I just don't see that their relationship is awkward to me. It just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, he helped you out. That's great. Appreciate that. And I'm I'm glad Ryan appreciates that. But I just don't see the reality in it. I don't know. I know. I was really I think of anything that showed so clearly to me in this portion of the show was the lack of true relationship between Macy and Kyle. I mean, we've all joked about the sexual tension and things like that. I don't really, it's hard for me to, Ryan is a little bit more closed as a guy. I think it's always harder to read a guy, but Macy to me just is so easy to cut Kyle out of the picture and when you're that age and you're so in love with somebody, I don't know. I just really feel like she's she really doesn't have her head on as straight as we would or she would like to think she does. I think, or I would even like to think she does because, you know, she talks about the Kyle baby thing, and then he's like, uh, no, uh, it's kind of crazy, you know. Then she's talking about Ryan. She's barely like keeping Kyle in the picture. She'll cut him out just to, you know, say. If he's out of my life, then he's out of Bentley's life. You know, to me, this is not a girl who really has her priorities straight. How could she be talking about having a baby with him? Then so easily Ryan sits down and she's talking about his happiness and caring about him. You know, it's just all such a mess to me. Um, And then I thought it was interesting when the three of them were together because the two guys actually got along and were much more respectful than they let on during the episodes, I think. And that was at least nice to see. Um, But even Macy and Ryan talking about the way they fight with each other, um, I think Dr. Drew gave some great advice. You know, when you talk like that, say, I can't hear you when you talk like that, but it's so much easier said than done. So I don't know. I really think it's kind of a mess here. I mean, I think Kyle's caught up in a triangle that I don't think he'll stay in forever, to be honest. So if they have a child together boy would that be a mistake and I think it's very telling that Ryan leaves off saying if he could do it over he would have made an extra effort to work it out with Macy and she agreed hello yeah like come on everything she's saying is to fill a void you know we talked about voids earlier it's like well you know I don't have Ryan in my life so I want Kyle so you now you have a new guy 
Then when Doctor says, Doctor Drew said, "Well, would you keep Ryan or would you let Ryan and uh, Kyle see Bentley if you guys broke up?" No, you know, because then it wouldn't be fair to the new guy in my life, or you know, or Ryan or Bentley. Well, now you're already talking about a new guy. Like what? And then it's like now you want a baby and you want to keep filling these voids, and it's like the void you're trying to fill is the void of you and Ryan. And rather than really sitting there and dealing with it together, you guys are doing it separately. And that's what's toxic. And, you know, the thing about it is, like, I really hope Dr. Drew actually, like, works with these guys and not just what we see. I hope it's not like, uh, you know, America's Next Top Model where the girls are always like, oh, we don't really get to hang out with Tyra. I really hope he, like, sits down and talks to them because I think they really, really need somebody. Somebody so stable and who really knows. Because even Dr. Ju said, you know, out of all the couples, I really wanted you to work. And he even hinted yeah. last night that he felt like they really should be together. And they're just being young about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, Jesse. I really, they need a Dr. Drew person in their life, whether it's actually him or somebody, you know, of a therapy level that really can help these kids because I think they accomplish more in these reunions than they do all season. And yet we see them in therapy during the season. So that's kind of scary. Um, you know, sometimes I see the therapists on there and I kind of worry that they're on there just for television purposes, uh, in my personal opinion, but I do think they need somebody constantly sort of telling them like it is, like a Dr. Drew figure. And maybe that's what's good about him is he's not such a strict therapist. You know, he's a TV figure and, um, you know, he's a little more real. But I definitely agree. I think out of everybody, her and Ryan have the opportunity to figure it out. And I really think they're two people that should figure it out. And maybe they will. Maybe they're going to go through some more growing pains. And maybe, 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 I hope that they do figure it out. Yeah, do you I, think it's, it's too late? No, I think that the, I think they're both in the right place. I think that they need to, especially the fact that they're willing to, like, compromise right now. I think Ryan needs to grow up. He talked about this switch or this button that Macy can push or that anyone can push. So he clearly has anger issues. Um you know, Dr. Drew gave him some tips for that. And I just think, in as you know, as much as Macy wants to think she is just like 35 years old, you're not. You can't support a child like you're 35 years old. So you're not 35 years old. And I think once both of them, you know, a couple of years grow up, it may take four, three, four, five, six, seven years but I think a big sense of growing up needs to happen. I think Ryan needs to move out of his parents' house. Um, and I think Macy needs to be alone. And I think they both need to sit and both be alone and deal Absolutely. with this. And I think that will you know, help them grow up and put them in the place that they need to be. Definitely. I, everybody on this show has growing up to do. Some, I think, are headed in a better direction than others. I think two of the four that happen to be on the first portion of the show, Farah and Amber, are, in my opinion, in the most trouble as far as figuring themselves out. I have more hope for Macy and Caitlin, for sure. 
But things ended at least on a nice note with all the kids coming out. And uh, Bentley, I, Bentley and Sophie were just the most adorable from the monster face to Bentley being in love with Farrah. Um, I'm really glad they shared that one light moment before um, they closed the show because it's such a heavy show. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And <laughs> when you see these kids, Jesse, don't you like doesn't it remind you that these are true beings they're individuals that these people have brought into the world and they're really when you see that innocent happiness does it it's so effective to me because that's what matters those kids it really is and you know part of me you know watching them all together was like can we just like make a compound and let them all live with each other and you know talk about these problems every day with each other and help them all grow and you know like I don't know, like Bentley was, group. yeah, yeah, that's what I, I think they need, like, and I thought it was so cute, Bentley saying me, uh, Farrah was pretty, and his little smirk at the end, like, it I wish it was a little longer, but even for the length that it was, it really, like, babies just take this this sense of happiness and bring it out of you, no matter how short the amount of time is, and, you know, to take a two- uh, episode part of the finale and just for that little amount of time make everything okay you know and that's that's the important lesson in this like at the end it's about them and realizing what they're capable of becoming and that's falls in your hands now and what's best exactly. for that, those children those last couple of minutes as even short as it was to me, even though it was like a happier moment, is more the most effective way to really see the reality of it. Look at these living, adorable, innocent little kids and look at what kids like them can turn into and looking at their parents by not having proper guidance and, you know, family issues and all that. So it's just, you know, they talked about a lot, a lot about not repeating the cycle, and I really think that's like kind of the most important thing for all of them to figure out. Well, what what um, did you think of uh, Gary? <laughs> you know, they kind of all got to ask, well, I guess only two of them asked a question, but you know, one of the one of them was Gary asking Ryan, "How does he deal with Kyle in Bentley's life?" Um, and obviously, we know, you know. Uh, Ryan answered earlier too. You know, as long as he treats her good and treats him good, I'm fine with. It. I feel like that was a little foreshadowing as far as, you know, Gary trying to learn how to deal with Amber rather than saying how do you deal with Macy and Kyle. You know, he used the the, the child, but I think that was Gary's way of kind of saying like, how do you get over it? Right. So I thought that was That's interesting. It. Very telling, and actually, good call, Jesse, because we're going to talk about Amber and a little tweet from Gary that I think is very telling, uh, all in our news and gossip. And uh, unfortunately, there are no predictions this week, although we can just predict their futures. But uh, definitely some news and gossip. So let's go to a quick commercial, and we'll get into the news and gossip. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Yeah. 
months apart, but Farrah Abraham had a little family reunion with her daughter, Sophia, in Florida just recently. The teen mom, if you see these photos, Jesse, she was in a teeny bikini uh, for some family beach fun with the two-year-old in Fort Lauderdale, and surprise, surprise, MTV cameras were on hand to capture it all. The 20-year-old had very good figure, uh, a green bikini, tiny purple shorts, which had the words Miami Beach printed right across the bottom, and the pair was joined by Farrah's father, Michael, who was uh, very good with the granddaughter, playing with her in the sand, and they even went for a little horseback riding lesson, Uh, and the brave toddler was very strong as she sat on the horse alone, and meanwhile, Farrah went off and stocked up on groceries from Whole Foods, and uh, paparazzi were snapping the whole thing, and it's all over the web. So apparently she did leave her, but they're having a little reunion being filmed by MTV. What do you think make of that? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> good for her that she's, you know, working towards the motherhood situation. Um, good for her that she looks good. Um, I think it's important for her to have the family days and whatnot. You know, again, with the cameras, hopefully it's 14 mom and not something different, you know, because I don't want her life to become Kate Gosling. Right. You know, like I, I just watched the other day, Kate on some talk show talking about, you know, you get so used to the cameras being there and you kind of fall into it and you, it becomes your life. And where Kate, it happened later in life, so she kind of, like, established herself. I don't want Farrah to get caught up in that type of a life. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I really worry that Farrah, even seeing her in these pictures, seeing her go to Whole Foods, I think she's, I am worried, Jesse, that she's caught up in becoming, like, a celebrity. I know she wanted to be a model, and she has, we tried to break down whether or not she was on Charlie's Angels and all this. Um, I definitely worry that Farrah's intentions are really not in the right place. And even in the outfit she was in, I mean, she was on the beach, of course. She was with her daughter. But I just feel like she's caring too much about the cameras, about the reality, about the celebrity factor. I do think she's going to get caught up in that, and I am... I am worried about it, but that's why I said I think it's better that the child is with the parent. Right. So we're going to have to see how that plays out. Um, but another uh, interesting little story here, Amber Portwood is 
partying it up and drinking after her stint in rehab. Are you surprised? I don't know. Um, according to, I think it was her brother said that at least, no, is it her brother or her friend, Sean, at least three times a week, Amber's going out to bars and clubs. She was spotted, and Life and Style actually reported uh, she was spotted at the 59th Street Pub in Anderson on September 15th, partying, drinking wine, and then again on September 27th, dancing, downing beers at Jimbo's Pub in Anderson, Indiana. And, quote, my friends were there at the 59th Street Pub and said she drank damn near a whole bottle of white wine, uh, Anderson local Shane Butt revealed, and it didn't seem, it seemed like rehab didn't help too much. Uh, Amber could see Leah every day, but she sees her maybe three times a week, laments Sean. I don't even know if Amber wants full custody of Leah. She enjoys her freedom too much right now. Wow. She's a mess. She's a mess. I mean, you know, I made the comment last week, Britney Spears. We saw a meltdown. We saw bipolar disorder. We saw the situation of people hating her and not being able to handle the media. I think she needs to pull out of Teen Mom. I think she needs to be seeing a non-TV counselor maybe twice a week. Her seeing Leah three times a week, that's fine to me right now. She's not in a place where she should be seeing her every day. Because um, she's just very out of pocket. You don't know what she's going to do. And... I mean, do I think a little of this is a little overdrawn? I think that they, you know, Sean, you know, could be, you know, drank damnly near the whole bottle. Well, you didn't say she drank the whole bottle. So what does that mean to you? You know, she could have just chugged the first sip out of it. And it just looked crazy for a teen mom to be doing that. And you're exaggerating. So... I don't know. I think she is getting a little wild. She probably is enjoying her freedom. Maybe that's the step that's going to let her hit that rock that says, you know what? What am I doing with my life right now? Because, you know, even with me, it took me going out and partying to realize, you know, then I, I had to get myself involved with work. And, you know, once you get in that work, work, work mode, and then you stop working, you start going back out and partying. After a while, you realize, well, wait, I'm not really getting anything out of this. And maybe she needs to hit that realization. Yeah, she needs to have something wake her up. Um, you're right. I think the best thing for her, step one, pull out of see mom. I totally agree with you on that. And I said I had a tweet from Gary and he actually tweeted this. He said, spent a little time with Amber just goes to show me that our relationship is like a burnt log and it can't be relit. So this was, I believe, October 3rd or just in the beginning of October. So just a few days ago. So he obviously, I think he's, like we said, trying to move on, knows he has to move on and is really realizing that more every day. Well, good, Gary, because you need to realize that. Um, now, I don't think you should be bitter towards it, 
I think you should also try to find ways to help it, Amber out, make things easier for her. And then the future, you never know what could happen. But right now, exactly. move on. Sorry. Move on, and Amber needs to shape up. She yes. is a total mess. I really hope that she gets the right help because she needs it more than anybody, I think, on this show. And I know Farrah has a lot to deal with. They all have a lot to deal with, but Amber, to me, is showing so many signs of needing major help. Um, personally, as a viewer, I'm, so I'm worried about her, and I hope people are seeing this. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that they stop with the hate mail. I hope they stop talking negative to her. And realize that this girl just needs help. And kind of sympathize with that. And, you know, rather than the negative tweets, tweet out positive things, you know? Yep. Definitely. The girl needs support. She needs encouragement. She needs to feel like she's worth something. And, of course, I heard that lovely predictions music. We are have no episode to predict, but what do you hope? I, I, I know we just said what we hope for Amber. Um, what are your closing thoughts on this uh, season of Teen Mom? Um, Amber and Gary, I really could not care less, but I just... Their relationship to me is, yes, a burnt log that can't be relit in my eyes. Maybe it can, but to me, just move on, both of you guys. Um, Macy and Ryan. Macy, dump Kyle. Realize what void you need to fill. Ryan, grow a pair of balls and grow up. Stop speaking to women the way you're speaking to them. You're not a child. Um, Caitlin and Tyler... Love you guys. Understand where you are in life. The age you are in life. I hope it works out for you guys. I love you. And Farah, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> Don't sell your baby out. Don't sell your baby out. But I, I wish them all the best. I agree with you, Jesse. I wish them all the best. And I'm pretty much in agreement with the, all of the hopes and predictions for uh, what we see out of the teen moms here. And I certainly, more than anything, want to see Amber get help. And I don't really want to see her on the show anymore. I think she, I think it's it's unhealthy for her. And uh, like you said, Farah needs to wake up and realize life is not be about becoming a celebrity for her. It's about being a mother at this point. And have, she has to figure out how to do that right now in the best way for her. Macy and Ryan definitely need to figure out that sexual tension and get that under wraps. Poor Kyle should get out of there. And you're right, Caitlin and Tyler, I love them. So I really want it to work. And I hope for all the best for them. Two really, really great people, I think. And uh, that, unfortunately, is all for this season of Teen Mom. I know Mari Fagel wishes everyone the best and wish she could be here um but you have to give her a birthday shout out to mari fagel because yes. it is her birthday today jesse happy birthday mari happy birthday mari and we hope to see you on the next season of teen mom that's all for now 
Thank you so much to DJ Jesse Janity in the house. I'm Jackie Moran, and thank you so much, everyone. Peace. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.